I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. All right. How's it going, guys? We have Ben and a guest, Spencer, on the podcast today. How are you guys doing? Hey there. Uh, doing pretty well. Just got back from work. Where about you, Spencer? Doing pretty well. I've been doing, you know, a little bit of work this morning. Oh, yeah. It's it's the morning for you guys. I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Spencer, you're... Uh, Maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit. I'll just say you're involved with escape rooms, which actually got me a little bit excited because I, I've i never been to one, but I, I'd like to go, actually. <laughs> well, now might not be the best time to, well, to go to your first escape room. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've... Um, my name is Spencer Rowland. I've been in owning and operating escape rooms since 2014. Um, and so for the U.S., that was right the very beginning of the industry so it's been interesting to, to jump in an industry and see it you know grow and emerge but yeah i've been doing that in, since 2014 got a location in chattanooga tennessee and in nashville tennessee and as you can manage right now a global pandemic is not the best thing for escape room industry you know live events essentially and we rely a lot on tourism as well so our business is currently sh- you know, mandated to be shut down. We're hoping to be opening sometime in the future, maybe a month or so, but you know, that's still up in there. And you know, I'll, you know, I also have a SaaS product, a marketing tool, digital wave or marketing tool that serves the escape room industry called escapekit.co. So if anyone's out there looking for a, you know, a digital waiver tool for the escape room industry, check that out. Yeah, it's, it's a rough time, I think, for all this stuff. If only we could escape the uh, <laughs> pandemic. That's that's what we need to escape. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're working on. So it's, you know, I've, I've questioned, you know, ever since 2014, you know, this that idea of an escape room was, I, I was an actuary before this. So it was quite a career change jumping into escape rooms. And it was, you know, my parents and friends thought I was a lunatic jumping into it. But, you know, the industry blew up um, and it's turned out to be a, you know, a, a good business. Um, I, you know, I always expected there to be a, de- you know, with the recession, you know, something like an escape room is going to be the first thing to go. So I've kind of been, you know, I had a couple of deals fall through selling the business, but, you know, I expected, you know, there'd be a gradual downturn, not just like flipping a switch, which this has been. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been interesting. And that's the, so you were trying to kind of already get out of it beforehand, like just you didn't feel good about having all your eggs in that basket. Well, or? it's you know, you know we've kind of you know I've got partners in it. Uh, you know, it's been a good business. It's not a huge you know revenue generator. It's what's it's done is it's kind of freed up my time. So I have been able to um, before this I did not you know I. I always wanted to learn how to code. I used this the time it freed up to teach myself how to code and build a, you know, a SaaS product for the industry. So I've been wanting to move into, I've been focusing mainly on the, on the SaaS product. So I've been wanting to kind of gear, my, gear mm-hmm. myself that way. And, you know, like I said, I was expecting at some point there would be a recession and that, you know, that would hurt us. So I was hoping to, while, while the getting was good, to get out. A little yeah. late on that. Yeah, this is... This is so interesting to me. Like, I want to know how you even came up with the idea and how you realized that, like, building the SaaS after you basically transitioned into escape rooms. 
like how did you how did you even like why did you even do that <laughs> this is such a brilliant idea actually oh so i mean you know you're operating you know i'm operating a business there's you know you come in have you noah you, ben you mentioned you haven't played an escape room but have you, have you yeah. ever played one noah okay. i have not no i've always wanted to <laughs> um I think we were about to one time, but it was actually pretty expensive, so we just, we didn't yeah, with we, our group we, we at that one time. But you know, you're operating business. You're you, you know, we're using all sorts of software. You know, I was using a digital waiver mm -hmm. tool, um, kind of a general waiver. You know, you come in, we're you know, people yeah, are yeah. You, we we have them sign a waiver for a variety of reasons. Um, but that you know, escape rooms are an immersive experience. I wasn't exactly thrilled with the, the waiver tool we were using. Uh, I wanted something, you know, just more visually appealing to kind of, you know, brand ourselves a little better. And, and at the time, I was also trying to learn to code. So I was like, this would be an interesting project idea to just jump in and start building that. And uh, so I did that, you know, started using it myself. Yeah, so I'd like to kind of have a discussion kind of amongst us, like we can all kind of chip in, like what do we, what can we do with this COVID situation? Like, is there ways that we can pivot what we're doing or change? Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit for like my own business that I'm, you know, starting, like basically do I need to do something different or try Add, add some features or something that are specific to the situation that's going on right now with COVID or like, how does it change how we push out what we're doing? Like, I don't know, how do you market in the middle of something like this? And so, I don't know, Spencer, maybe you'll have some thoughts on this, especially since you're kind of in the in the middle of it, or I don't know, like maybe, maybe, there, I don't know, maybe there's not much you can do because in some ways, like we don't have much control of the situation, which is hard. So, so yeah, how are you? How are you handling that the situation and dealing so with it? So it's it's you know the impact has been huge. So revenues on all fronts has dropped to zero. Um, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. For the lot, you know, the brick and mortar, you know, we're governmentally mandated to, to close. So obviously that's nothing. But what you know, with whenever there's a change, there's always opportunity elsewhere. And one thing that we've done with the live escape rooms is we've started offering basically virtual escape room experiences. Um, mm. So we basically had strap a, you know, a GoPro on a gimbal on a, one of our staff members and set up a, a zoom call and people can jump in with other people on a, on a zoom call and play the room virtually. <laughs> um, and what's that's interesting is that, you know, one of the, the problems, with you know an escape room business model previously was your you know any brick and mortar location is you're you're restricted to you know you're a certain yeah radius 50 yeah. mile you know whatever this opens up the entire world so we're getting people you know europe asia everywhere playing um virtual escape rooms this is it's you know the revenue is not what it was but it's could be a band-aid mm -hmm. to get us through and a additional product line going going in the future yeah that's yet to so is it kind of like they're telling you what to do in the room through yeah Zoom? exactly so we've got you know a 360 image of each room so that, you know while they're you know, they also have the video feed of our our avatar 
Uh, they can also you know, tour the room so they can see it. Um, mm. Yeah, basically they're telling our, our avatar to whatever they want to do. Look here, open this, yada, yada. Man, that is really smart. <laughs> I imagine like if you take that any further and you can put that into virtual reality at some point, well, that see, would be so sweet. Well, I mean, we actually, a couple of years ago, we did, you know, we bought a virtual reality escape room that you could play. That was a product that we offered. Oh, that's a thing? Oh, wow. Yes, it's, but it's not, you know, you lose, <laughs> once again, I think what makes escape room so fun is you need, it's, it's a live experience. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's tangible. You definitely lose that with virtual escape rooms. But yeah, well, you still have that, 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 you know, live communication with other players, you know. So, so you still maintain that with a virtual escape room. So that's something that's somewhat promising, you know, a ray of hope yeah. on the live escape rooms. The, the SaaS is, is interesting. So it's, you know, my, my customer churn is 0%, which is great, but my <laughs> revenue churn is 100%. So revenue is gone because everyone's, everyone's account is paused. But, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've, I've maybe got... 25 paying customers at this point but it's you know it's i was excited starting to you know get it off the ground starting to show some potential yeah but now there are some states where escape rooms are starting to open back up so i'm considering you know how do i market to those i was kind of i was kind of gearing up my marketing um i really haven't really pushed it that hard so So now i'm starting to think how how to you know how to start selling to these businesses that you know they're gonna they're struggling. It's because even when, when when you open up, I, I don't think it's anybody's first inclination to go pay someone to jump into a locked room with other people and touch a bunch of things during a global pandemic. Mm. Yeah. So it's gonna yeah. be a struggle for this industry that's gonna be cash strapped. I'm just I'm just thinking, could you and this maybe that doesn't work at all. Maybe I'm crazy for this, but <laughs> could could you like advertise oh. it as? escape the virus and then just let people in there alone <laughs> well fortunately we actually have one of our um themes is actually called vaccine in our national oh region. man <laughs> so maybe that'll blow up and we'll be, <laughs> once, once we do reopen who knows but, but you're probably you're literally not allowed to open right now right yeah right now um yeah all right for Chattanooga, we may be opening, be able to open soon, but for Nashville, they've released a phase, a four-phase reopening plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're in phase four, which has no set date to reopen. So I think the earliest would be probably another month, but most likely longer out. Yeah. So for me, um, this week, basically, we started to have a mandatory face mask on open transport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird. Um, I've never seen that before in Germany, actually. <laughs> like everybody is, uh, it, you know, you just have to do it because they will find you quite the sum if you don't do it. Um, that's kind of weird. Interesting. Um, and we also... I'm wondering why, yeah, I mean, why why do that now? Because like, yeah. it's been around for a while, right? So isn't it a little late? Yeah, it is a little late. And also the situation with buying masks right now is... <laughs> that's you know you don't really mm. get any mess anymore <laughs> um well they are very expensive actually um yeah. so yeah that i don't know that's kind of weird so we also like brick and mortar stores um are slowly reopening actually i think next week they are allowed to open again and my fiance who is a florist they're actually operating at a 
kind of a normal level right now. Um, they're not allowed to let so many people in. Um, and they have to, like, they have this huge wall basically between them and their clients um, or their customers. But they're, they're actually operating normally, which, which also had me thinking, like, well, sh should they really do that at this point? Because it's, like, non-essential. But yeah, I also see that they need to, you know, get in the money in a way. <laughs> Pretty conflicted with that, I, I'd say. Yeah, it's a tough challenge for these brick and mortars because, you know, th these people, it's their livelihood. So they're, you know, they're desperate to get in there and start getting yeah. getting things back to normal as, as soon as possible. But, you know, at the same time, is, is it on a bigger, a bigger, bigger picture, is it is it worth it? And another thing that's going to be interesting that I've considered... You mentioned the the PPE. All these businesses are going to be going through a ton of PPE, and it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to get their hands on it, because they're going to have to change their processes. And so that's something I'm worried about, because we're going to need masks potentially, and you know, tons of cleaning products, and it's not as easy to get that stuff as it once yep. was. Yeah. So you mentioned like helping. Yeah, basically with escape kit, you're going to try you know to help these businesses as much as possible that are you know starting to open up like i'm wondering if there's room there like for i don't know even if you made like the virtual escape room somehow like easier and more uh specific to escape rooms like for everyone else like obviously i don't know it seems like that would probably be a lot of work but like is there opportunities for you to make software that helps out the escape rooms in in the middle of trying to come back online or i don't know i'm just trying to th think of ideas something uh, is there something there i think, I think there is there is because so we're, we're not the only one you know shifting to this virtual escape room so this is you're seeing you know basically most everyone in the industry is still fighting to survive, shifting to these virtual escape room models. And, you know, Zoom and, and Google, you know, Hangouts, Meets are, are not ideal for, it wasn't an oh, escape yeah. room, virtual escape room wasn't yeah. an intended <laughs> use case. So, you know, we're, you're, people are hacking together solutions. Um, so I'm at, with one of my partners, I'm actually, there's, it's JIT, Meet, it's Meet, JIT, it's a, Oh, Open Jitsi. Source. Jitsi, Jitsi yeah, yeah, Jitsi. Yeah. So we, he's he's been looking into that. He's kind of non-technical, but he's. I think this next following week, we're going to look into kind of customizing more more on a, from a branding perspective using it. But I'm thinking maybe there is more I can do with that to kind of make a more tailored solution for for you know the virtual escape rooms. Yeah. Like I'm almost imagining so you have like the video call, right? But then overlaid on top of that, maybe you have like some buttons or things specifically to your escape room Ooh. that the user can like click or it's almost like trying to bring a game to you know a real life thing. Um so I don't know how you put that to get together yeah so then, I, don't, I don't either just trying to think if there's something there because obviously it's it's a hard so, situation <laughs> what you know one thing that is, 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 is has been a struggle is you know in the in a real life escape room you know you find a, a key or some tool or a variety of things and so you have this inventory with the in virtual escape room it's kind of hard to manage that you only get one perspective from the avatar. Mm. So I think some kind of inventory system went, 
that's you know displayed on the screen. You can say, "Choose use this mm -hmm. key over here." So I think there's opportunities to make that improve that significantly. So I think there's there's definitely ways to do it. I just you just kind of yeah. figure out what is the way. It's almost going. like almost like a first person game, but mm -hmm. somebody's actually moving. <laughs> yeah, that's start probably so I was, start. Um, I was actually while we, while you were talking, I was so so while we were talking, I was actually. I had another idea actually, and maybe that wouldn't work. I don't know, but um, kind of like a like a job board type of software, maybe because you're all all the escape rooms are very localized, as you said, right? So you just have a certain radius that you uh, that you basically cover. And I wouldn't know anything about a, an escape room in Seattle or wherever because you know why um, and how should I find that? Um, so it could be kind of cool to actually help other um, escape room businesses, but just like basically like a job board offer a central place where they can maybe even for a little fee sign up and then promote their um, their virtual, yeah, their, their yeah, escape room. Yeah, you can find basically. all the ones across, yeah. The, yeah. So, across um, the world. So amazingly, that, that, that's already existed. It's, people are shipped oh. quick. So there's already, I mean, there's oh, been man. escape room directories <laughs> previously, but now there are, multiple live mm. escape room directories all right but that's yeah they can definitely be approved <laughs> that's that's something i think there's an opportunity to create a community within the escape room world for but i haven't dug into that it's something i've considered with escape kit time yeah I mean, so just as a um, solo developer it's just so hard to you know yeah, you've got all these true. ideas it's hard to mm -hmm. tackle everything not enough wants, time unfortunately <laughs> So I was I was wondering because Noah at the beginning you also mentioned like how we or also you Spencer um, should should we at all shift the way we try to market or sell what we're building I don't know did did, did you like did you have anything in mind Noah that would that that you would do differently right now Yeah a little bit um so so obviously I'm working with support teams and support teams are seeing a lot of effects from COVID. Like a lot of, a lot of the people they're supporting, there could be issues because of COVID, like people wanting cancellations or just problems that pop up in pretty much every business that has to do something with this. And so I've been trying to kind of think about, well, I think for marketing at least, like, I don't know. It seems like there's almost two different groups. It's like if you're a business that is doing something that directly helps people that are dealing with COVID or something like that, then you can more you can more specifically be like, "Hey, we're here for you. We can we have something that can help you in this situation." Um, and I feel like you can be more direct. But if your if your business is not really related. Like, sadly, I feel like you almost have to take a back seat a little bit. Like, because if you're just pushing out what you're trying to sell at that point, then it's just, I don't know. I think people could maybe take it in a bad way or or not be <laughs> so happy about getting all those. Um, so it's been kind of interesting to see how companies are handling this. You know, like I've been getting lots of oh, emails, yeah. you know, with people marketing specifically in ways dependent on COVID and stuff. And so I've been kind of thinking like for what I'm doing, like I do want to be like careful with like pushing out and marketing stuff because they probably, depending on what I'm building, since I'm still kind of changing, changing that, um, they might not care as much right now, you know? So 
I'm trying to think of ways that I can help support teams with their kind of problems that they're facing right now with COVID. And if I can kind of build that on to what I have, then I think there's more of an opportunity for me to like, hey, I actually have something that can help you in your situation. And it could actually be kind of an opening maybe to to help some companies that I wasn't maybe able to reach to in the first place. So that's kind of how I'm trying to think of it. Um, like one idea is, so like an intercom, um, they can like tag um, different uh, conversations that come through. So they can tag things if they're like COVID related or cancellation related. And so that's been a big thing. Like, you know, businesses are trying to track how much is this affecting us, you know, getting an idea of how this is going to affect their their revenue and bottom line and stuff. So I was thinking if there's ways I could track some of that for them and then give them like weekly reports, just kind of get them in the know of how their business is being affected, how their support teams are being affected by this. And that could be part of like the the information that I, I send out to them. So that's been one of the ideas I've been thinking that maybe I could do that's very specific to yeah. kind of like the COVID stuff. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah. That would be valuable information to have because, you know, a customer canceling due to COVID related reasons, you know, is a lot different than someone canceling, you know, because they're unhappy with the product over. So that those customers, it'd be great to have that information so you can, you know, possibly reach out to those customers, you know, with, you know, with kind of direct, you know, information once things right. stabilize. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Ben, have you thought about this at all with what you're doing with Playgroup? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I did kind of switch focus from remote work away to the forums, right? And uh-huh. it, it kind of happened at the same time that the, the COVID started, basically. <laughs> and I was I was kind of starting to gather some information on, like, starting to write content about remote work, and literally within a week there was so much talk about remote work or work from home <laughs> like the the fatigue of remote work advice was al- already there after a week basically so i was like all right well you don't really have to contribute to that anymore i guess so <laughs> um that never happened um and also it, it kind of gave me the feeling or that's what i heard from talking to two more potential customers at that time was that um, they were looking for stable solutions that they could use right then. And that was not Playgroup at that time. <laughs> so that was kind of, uh, it, it just wasn't there. It was like very MVP-ish at that point, And there were bugs in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of looking for first customers while everybody else was looking for a stable solution. And um, yeah, that was that was kind of hard for me, I guess. But at the same time, switching to forums, I also see that as a chance right now because I feel that communities are kind of in high demand right now, even more so because of COVID. I don't really have any concrete examples where people are looking for forums um, that they want to, like that they basically just wanted to create because of COVID. But there is, I have this general feeling that people are right now looking for a sense of belonging <laughs> and that kind of fits more mm-hmm. with communities. So hmm. it's it seems like it's easier in general for me to get my message across focusing on community leaders. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, I can definitely see where, you know, online communities are really important right now, especially with everything happening. 
I think I would have thought that maybe, you know, you focusing on remote teams would have had the same effect because, like, there's a lot of companies, you know, switching over to that. Uh, I guess why do you think that that wasn't a good opportunity or, or, or helping what you were doing Yeah, there? honestly, I thought the same. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. <laughs> now everybody has to work from home. <laughs> um, but it, at least for the people that I talk to, and that's obviously a small group, uh, that was not the case because they they didn't have any prior experience with remote work and i think because i was focused on asynchronous communication and not on any kind of uh you know communication from home that kind of made it harder um so they th- one of them at least that i talked to they didn't even have slack in place right so they were new to slack mm-hmm. and i was like yeah. i was like in a post slack world basically trying to convince them that slack is not the thing um Mm-hmm. so i was kind of pulling a little bit in a different direction than what they were looking for they were just looking for something to relieve the pain right now and something that everybody's using well i was advertising something yeah. different at the time i think so yeah i, I that makes initially sense. i thought that it would be a good opportunity but then i quickly realized like hey everybody's just looking for what's what's working right now so yeah <laughs> And yeah, it was just bad timing for the work from home conversation because it, I mean, it yeah. was just so overdone. <laughs> it just kind of turned into a meme. Um, yeah, so whenever you, as soon as it's you, ridiculous how much just, content got produced about remote work in the in the last month, probably. Yeah, you saw people muting it on Twitter because it was so overdone. I almost did. Unfortunately, <laughs> bad timing. Yeah, it's been just crazy with all this covid stuff how it just has changed so much like overnight kind of like you were saying spencer like it was just so quick and it seems like every business or every different you know SaaS product whatever has to kind of handle it differently just based on like what market they're in like it could be a good thing for the business. It could be a terrible thing for their business. It could be, you know, something where they shift around a little bit, but it's just, yeah, it's just like we all have to adapt in very specific ways. It's not like a one solution fix all, uh, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's made it hard, I think. Well, it's, it's <laughs> kind of the, an exciting moment for an entrepreneur. It, you know, exciting can be bad and positive as I'm experiencing kind of both of them. But it's definitely been exciting. Um, marketing, at least for escape kits, um, it is. It's it's going to be difficult because the industry's taking a huge hit. And already, you know, there's industry. You know, there's little mom and pop escape rooms, and then there's becoming you know big businesses. But still, there's the price sensitivity kind of there for these businesses. And so when they're hitting the revenues, taking a dramatic hit, I'm thinking I'm going to be forced to kind of offers build some type of freemium an intense freemium level maybe like six months free something like that to just trying to mm. maybe play a longer play and um, get people on board and hope that I can make up for it you know once once things play because it's it's not going to be because my product is somewhat of a premium product because you some people are just using Google Forms as a waiver. Some people are using paper waivers. So my product is, mm-hmm. it's non-essential, unfortunately, in a non-essential industry. Um, so I think mm-hmm. I'm going to be forced to do some kind of freemium type plan. So I've been looking at yeah. that marketing wise. 
Well, did uh, see? Did you guys have any other thoughts about this, this situation? <laughs> Anything else? Thing else we haven't covered here? I wish I just had some kind of solution, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not completely pessimistic because you know we just got to get past you know this disease, and I think yeah. I think things can start booming. I have to say, I I really love how you're trying to get stuff online and you know just make the best out of the situation right there that is that's pretty impressive to me like uh i didn't even i didn't even realize that you could do that and it's it's pretty smart i have to say so um i i, I hope i just hope that you can generate enough revenue from it to to survive until you can reopen and yeah. then yeah i think it, it again. i think it, it, it will keep us afloat but you know you in business you just don't want to be afloat you're yeah. hoping to make yeah. you know you know a profit you're hoping to to provide a good lifestyle so that's where i'm gonna to have to make some decisions is this work you know and you know running a business is especially a brick and mortar i mean it's just it's a lot of work a lot of energy and so could maybe maybe some last questions there could, could you imagine just shutting it down right now and then yes that's then that's, that's on the table that's definitely on the table so actually i have a meeting with my partners today we're going to try to discuss you know the future of the business what we're going to do so shutting it down is definitely an option so yeah i'm open to other options maybe looking for work soon who knows you've taught yourself how to code and so you're possibly looking at just kind of getting into the software business um you know working for another company writing software and yeah. stuff like that is that one yeah, of your so options I've, you know i've i've never I've only I've only worked on my own projects, so I've never worked on a team environment. So that's something I'm considering. I'm, I'm kind of at the point where you know my limitations are on what what I should build, not how to build things. So I'm very comfortable with my skill set at this point. So I think I could be somewhat attractive to, to you know software companies. So I'm thinking I'm, that will be my where I'm going if we do decide to shut these businesses down. Yeah. So anybody out there looking for, for sure. a software engineer with uh, escape room experience, please let me know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, listeners, <laughs> check Spencer out. We'll put some of his links in uh, the show notes and you can see what he's done. And yeah, definitely reach out to him if you need a, a software developer. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Spencer. It's good to talk about and you know talk to someone who's really in the middle of the the hard things that are going on right now with the pandemic and so we appreciate you coming on and sharing with us and uh hope hope the best for you in your business Great. well thanks guys enjoyed it all right well we'll see you guys in another episode thanks see you next week